Hey guys, today we are joined by Dr. Colonel Rajiv Saxena. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Dr. Rajiv Saxena. I'm in the army and I'm practicing neurologist for last 25 years. And we have a very busy uh, tertiary hospital in India where we see varied cases uh, that includes the psychiatrist, psychoneurology related and pure neurology related. And since it is a tertiary hospital, we have all the facilities to manage these kind of, of patient. And also at the same time, we have the expertise to manage them. So today uh, with you all, uh, we would be discussing a subject which possibly will help all of you and also the related people who would be uh, uh, curious to know this part of the disease. All right. Uh, what do you primarily focus on? See, today we are going to uh, uh, speak on a very important topic, anxiety disorder, which I feel that it is so common that almost in US, I was just looking for the data, that 40 million people, they suffer from anxiety disorder. So one quick question before we start, how would you describe your field and how has it changed with the development of COVID? See, the, I'm a practicing neurologist. My job is also to uh, see critically ill patients and since the beginning of the pandemic related to this COVID infection. So we had been having a lot of patients who are suffering from COVID as well as they have some neurological manifestation. So in view of the present pandemic, even though our practices in neurology have not differed much, yes, but there are certain precautions we had been taking while evaluating them, while treating them. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like the amount of neurological cases and such have increased with COVID, stay the same, decreased? Like, how do you feel they've changed? The, see, the neurological patient in the COVID, as such, they have not increased. But yes, these uh, COVID infections are associated with many neurological disorders like seizures, like stroke, like demyelination disorders, like a lot of abnormal behaviors and maybe limb weaknesses also. All right. Uh, switching back to anxiety and the struggles of anxiety, how do you describe anxiety? Like what are some common symptoms people with anxiety display and maybe some like early signs of someone that's dealing with anxiety? See, anxiety is a very unpleasant feeling in the body. It occurs normally also in every individual. It is so common that maybe possibly 80% of us might have felt anxious in our lifetime, especially at the age group around 2022. See, these, the feeling of indifferent jitteriness, 
little confusion palpitation sweating restlessness some stomach ache butterfly in the stomach people people do describe these kind of these kind of symptoms which are associated with anxiety sleeplessness is also also very very common in these these patients they are normal they are normal part of everyone's life but yes when we say that patient or a somebody who is suffering from anxiety disorder that means these are the symptoms which are uh, impairing the normal day to day activity of of the individual or disturbing the individual normal activities or no maybe normal behavior are there any early signs one might display that show that they're dealing with anxiety see the early symptoms are that especially uh, in the younger age group when people are appearing for exams they will they will be restless before the exam few people will say that i have not i don't know what to study especially near the end of the exam they will say i have forgotten just before the exam or maybe they will remember after the exams they will go on to the stage they will have palpitation they may have they may have a sweating somebody may have you know the butterflies in the stomach somebody may have uh, some increase urge of urination maybe defecation or maybe somebody could not sleep because of some activity pending activity so these are these symptoms these are the the very very important features which actually indicates you that there, there may be some anxiety symptom associated with that individual yeah what factors play a role in someone displaying anxiety like does gender disproportionately affect males more than females or vice versa is it hereditary that like uh, your genes play a role in how you deal with anxiety or is it just like a stressful environment that would just uh lead to someone displaying anxiety symptoms see generally the females or girls they suffer more from anxiety it is generally stress related that is very commonly associated with stress genetics difficult to say but yes there had been few case reports where it had been associated within the family or maybe it has you know it has it has been passed from the parents to the to the children but generally it is environmental it is stress which really manifest the individual with these kind of symptoms so can you describe like the most extreme form of anxiety how would they feel not just like this restlessness feeling what are the most extreme forms that would lead to like suicide depression what does that see feel the, like see the extreme form of anxiety is anxiety is that people have the failure to do that, that particular task they will just not they are so over anxious that they will just not perform that particular task that is one that is very very common for example people will they will not go to the examination hall as they said people do not participate that event people for some reason may may not be uh, you know symptoms possibly in, 
anxiety symptoms they fail them to motivate to attend that that exam but they will find the certain ways you know something to not to appear appear in that particular event. that is those are the mild to moderate symptoms but yes the few people have the suicidal tendency the, the anxiety behavior can actually precipitate the suicidal tendencies also in few cases that those would be an example of some of the most extreme forms and yeah. so what are the most common misconceptions of this illness that everyone thinks that anxiety is this way but it's actually not and it's a completely other way see the the i i personally feel that the they must understand that it is a normal phenomena it is a normal reaction of the body towards unplanned event people fail to appreciate that part they feel bad if some if if somebody is pointed out that okay you are looking very anxious they feel that it is something a very negative comment which the other guy can pass on to them but it is not the negativity it is it is they have to just understand it is just part of the part of the personality and let me tell you that it it is not negative it actually can make you perform better and better than before so the people who are anxious they are successful also at the same time people who are not anxious they are not very high achiever so we must understand that it is a part of everybody's personality it is only we need to handle it little carefully somebody may require a training may require possibly therapy to decrease the anxiety i would not say totally cure of the anxiety because anxiety also is a important phenomena as i said for somebody to succeed somebody to achieve yeah speaking of that like how would be the moderate to extreme forms of anxiety be diagnosed and then treated see as i already mentioned that there the the commonest symptoms were restlessness sleep inability to sleep some palpitation fears headaches some urge of defecation or urination these are all symptoms of anxiety especially whenever there is an upcoming event or whenever there is something uh, is happening in somebody's life uh but yes the if you technically or professionally ask me there are there are scales we have like west side anxiety scale and other scales are there which is a set of questionnaires which normally is given to the individual and these scores are taken and generally they are quite sensitive and specific to the anxiety that also helps a clinician in confirming their their clinical diagnosis what types of anxiety do you know of are there is there a broad spectrum or is there like a few types it is a, actually it is a broad spectrum terminology when we say that anxiety disorder and encompasses the like panic attacks like obsessive compulsive disorder there are it also the post traumatic stress disorder there are uh, social uh, uh, media related anxiety so actually anxiety is a broad term. it has lot of components as i mentioned 
Speaking of the types of anxiety, how common is anxiety in the population as a whole? See, as I said, I was just looking for the data. It is 40 million people who suffer from anxiety. And 85% of us have had a single episode or one episode of anxiety in our lifetime. And it is almost that you know, 25 to 30% of the people, they, they deny having anxiety in them in spite of showing a lot of symptoms. So it is pretty common in the children. It is one in eight, one out of eight will have anxiety disorder. So it, it is very common actually in and around in our class, in, in our office, in the college, everywhere. Yeah, that's why I think that anxiety shouldn't have such a negative connotation associated with it. It should be more positive to spread awareness, which is what I'm trying to do right now. What can someone do if they know someone that's experiencing symptoms of anxiety, but they're not willing to get help? What can they do for them? See, in the home or the uh, the parents or the teachers or maybe the friends, First, we need to see the what is the genesis or what are the events or what are the environment or what are the stresses which are producing that those kind of symptoms. See, generally, there is a trigger mm-hmm. to these disorders. So we need to understand, once we understand that trigger, so we need to counsel the individual. One, we need to train him for that particular event. Let us say somebody is having uh, symptoms, especially when going on to the stage. Everybody has, you know, the, some palpitation, some sweating, some hesitancy. He will be restless on this on the stage. But let me tell you, that would occur in in only one to five times, or maybe one in um, maybe in ten times when when you stand on this stage and and deliberate. So standing on the stage or repeatedly doing that particular uh, job or exposing somebody to that particular environment again and again is going to train him. So that is another way to reduce anxiety. Like for children, especially when they have an exam-related anxiety, as a parent, one, that we need to make them disciplined that they should study they should study regularly. That is one. And also to expose them for pre-test or pre-board exams or pre-test exams, we call them, or maybe rehearsal of the exam in the house. So that if you give a question paper to an individual and make him sit for two hours or one hour, whatever is the requirement of the time in, in the examination, he becomes used to that schedule. So that is also, again, very important. Same way, somebody is as, as a very common problem with the teenage boys and girls when they when they meet the opposite sex, or maybe when they meet a when when boy and girls meet, they have certain anxiety associated with uh, uh, with their behaviors. You know, they they may not they may not converse that well initially, or they may sweat. So these are again these are also will disappear as mm-hmm. you are exposed more and more or maybe multiple times to to that event. So my, my take would be to train or to expose the individual to, to the stressful environment 
that will make him better that is one two that generally anxiety would be less in somebody who has a good sleep very important who takes good food mm. again very important who is regular in exercise physical exercise that is again a very very important aspect of every individual that will make him less prone to the anxiety disorder yeah so what i took from that is that if someone's dealing with anxiety you should either take away the take them away from their stressful environment if that trigger is triggering like maybe bad memories maybe some ptsd in them but if it's like normal anxiety like exam related or just like uh like you said uh, meeting the opposite gender not being able to talk to them uh you would say like keep them in that environment train them to deal with that trigger so they um it minimizes the effect of anxiety yeah uh how can someone maybe help themselves if they know they're struggling with this but they can't reach out to anyone see if they cannot reach out to anyone that is then see they as i said that basic principle that they should sleep well they should eat healthy food but if that's should, not working for them like they're just that is that is doing good exercises avoid coffee as i said but there are certain breathing exercises there are certain yeah. relaxation techniques which uh, uh, we generally tell people to follow like we have a breathing technique is that one of the technique is that you sit uh, quietly on the floor okay and inhale for 4 minutes and hold your breath for almost 8 minutes then exhale slowly exhale for over another 8 minutes that also helps that is one yeah that's really so, good advice um see if you are alone these exercise is very important other is that he can lie down on the bed put his hand on the abdomen another hand over the chest take deep breath deep breathing concentrate on the air which is going from abdomen to the head if you do 10 to 20 times every day or maybe during that phase that also controls controls your heartbeat controls your respiration maybe give you an overall better control that's really good advice um do you have anything to say to someone who may be listening that may be struggling with anxiety any words of advice see the i i feel that they should come out with their problems that is one they should discuss with their friends maybe people who have gone through those kind of phase in those kind of environment that also is going to help they should not shy away from the symptoms they should discuss and if they feel that nothing is nothing is happening then they should approach the doctor doctor also has lot of medications which will help them but generally with these kind of uh, disorders we initially rely on conservative management that is management by the behavioral therapy as i said to maybe with with yoga or maybe breathing exercises and also counseling sessions if nothing works then then we switch over to the medication there are medication which are available which can actually help the individual with anxiety disorder yeah i think that that's probably the best course of action they can take
Um, that's all I have for you today, Dr. Saxena. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Uh, I hope I can make some difference to the society and the, and the people who yeah. are listening to me. That's Thank what we're you. trying to do. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check out the link in the description to the Mind Melodies website. See you guys in the next episode.